not even on your page. Do you need personal assistance? Uh, what part do you play? One eighty five. Yeah, one oh <laughs> I was at eighty five. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, yeah, we need to work on our listening and skills. And then follow instructions. How many times did I say one hundred and eighty five? A lot. Six. Several times. Try again. Here you go. Everybody did. What? What? Two here you We normally leave at 12.45. Here, 205. I can get the microphone out and, and use that so I don't have to. Please don't. Dude, no. Rebecca says no. She play music oh, into the here. Good job.
but we also have the concert G flat and excuse me, the concert F and the concert F flat hmm. at the same time. Oh, does your head hurt yet? Great, everybody's in. Pick your favorite part. I like the tenor lines best. That's what I'm going to play. I'm playing this because it's. Eternal sadness. And um, Schumann is is like the classic example of um, what people consider to be uh, what depression is at the time that it happened. Um, and his compositions were still fantastic. And that's one of the things that we have to take into consideration when we look at these composers, that they were humans, they were people. We don't really know much about them unless you study them, but we know their music. But it's hard for a lot of folks to associate that. We just hear a piece of music and we don't realize that a, a human being, a person, composed it, whether they're still alive or not. Um, anyway, so this is his third symphony. Fourth movement. Let's find a good person recording it. We'll find it. I just want the fourth movement, but I don't want that crazy person to even know who you are. I mean, here's Bernstein conducting it, so it can't be all that bad. But it's with the Berlin Phil. Does it say where the fourth? Thank <laughs> you. 
Okay, you play that one thing. He didn't get paid for it. I was, it was so bad. Well, imagine how I feel. All right, here you go. At 185. What? Don't slow down. I tried playing this on the piano, it didn't work. I guess it's time for my stand, just... Of course. Of course. Oh. I just randomly read one of the numbers and it says, Come Sweet Death. What is it called?
figured out what key we're in, question mark. All right, here we go.
Oh, my brain is not working. You should have made him count them individually. He was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, just don't talk. Don't just, just don't. All right, play louder. Play louder. Faith, your rhythm in bar five. One, a two, and three, and don't put an extra note in that bar. You put an extra note on count four in bar five. I heard it. Here we go. One, one, and two. It's not that soft.
so weird.
Maybe. You have till 3.15. Okay, I got it. Do you think anyone cares about your sleep schedule? No promises.
amazing. There's, he has a, a really fun uh, channel. You should go and watch like all of these great songs. That's a lot of weight. That's great. That seems like a waste of time. Uh, he's controlling it. He's controlling the device with a separate device. Well, yeah, but Do it. Mr. Beast is on the screen. Sorry. Mm -hmm. The stepper motor spins this gears 
of the sound, and that's how you can play music on pretty hard machines. Super easy. But I want to confess something. You may have seen that sometimes it looks like a bit of printer things with these pretty card machines. Now, though these pretty card machines do have these thermal printer heads, I don't use them. For example, I print the names of my customers for the ending tricks using a normal printer, and I just pop the paper to fit into a pretty card machine, and I only Put them on our instruments. Just limited to Afghanistan. No. No, it's not. There are many places in the world where the government controls what its people can and cannot do. And then we get
when we have governing agencies that should be monitoring human rights across the world. Like that's, there's, there's organizations such as the United Nations and NATO and the Middle Eastern countries. What? It was a little weird when I walked in here and just see that. under the Nazi regime is, is what I discussed with another class last week. Probably wasn't y'all, but you don't remember that. Sorry to leave you out or something. Um, I was reading a book about, I don't know, four or five years ago, called The Inextinguishable Symphony. And the title caught my attention. And the writer, who was not a musician, nor really a historian, was actually documenting what his parents went through as Jewish musicians, and I think they were in Austria. I don't think they were German, I think they were from Austria. I don't know, I think I still have the book. And if you're interested in reading it, I think it is school appropriate. Um, but his parents being Jewish musicians, um, and what happened at the beginning of the Nazi regime what they said about the performing of music as well. And it's one of the things that's captivated my interest in, really since I started teaching. Because I didn't know about this when I was in school or when I was in college. It's not part, not part of what we would learn. But the Nazis pretty much systematically controlled everything. And the way that this guy was talking, he outlined so at a certain point, Jewish musicians 
were not allowed to play with non-Jewish musicians. That was the first one. And certain conductors would kind of bend the rules and protect others. They would protect their Jewish friends, even though they were non-Jewish. And then non-Jewish orchestras were allowed to play music, and Jewish orchestras were allowed to play music, but not together. What does that sound like? Segregation. Yeah. Segregation based off of religion as opposed to segregation based off of the color of your skin or your ethnicity. Then, at the same time, the government controlled what composers were allowed to be performed. And guess what? Only Germanic composers' works were allowed to be performed. You could not perform anything. Traditional Jewish music, which is very different than Germanic music, was not allowed. So then they started further restricting, so it was one thing that led to another that led to another. Jewish orchestras were only allowed to play for Jewish audiences in Jewish buildings. And then slowly but surely those things faded away. And the, this, the writer um, only knew bits and pieces, you're fidgeting the things, um, only knew bits and pieces of what his parents went through and then went back and uh, paralleled it with historical accounts about what was going on in cities and how they escaped. And they were fortunate enough that they both escaped to the United States where they continued to be musicians. Not everyone made it that far. And if you watch the news, how many people are trying to get out of Afghanistan as A quickly lot. as they can? A lot. A lot, because they face persecution, if not death, without, without trial. It's automatic punishment. There, there is no judicial process that's going on right now. That's the scary thing. And ladies and gentlemen, history is repeating itself. There was no judicial process under the Nazi regime. We were executed. And we're sitting here going, okay, so we've made it less than a century. So if we think the Nazi regime was 33 to the end of the war in 45, and now we're in 2021, that's not a whole lot of time has passed and we're still having the same problems in the world. And then we can discuss the same problems that have been in Afghanistan for centuries, if not millennia. And, and it leads you to the question of why can't these people get along? I don't know, I don't have the answer for that one. I, I don't. not a happy 